Hi, friends, and welcome to Believe Like a Boss. I'm your host, Life Coach Nandu Camille. Join me as I teach you how to smash your goals and expand the possibility of your life through mindset management, spiritual alignment, and authentic action. I'll teach you how to create what I like to call a life of thrive with ease and authenticity. It's time to play with what's possible. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 21 of Believe Like a Boss. Welcome back. I hope you guys have enjoyed the podcast. I hope you've had an amazing week. Um, if you are enjoying this podcast, I would love a uh, rating, a review. I would love a five-star review. Um, that helps more people find this podcast. It just helps spread the word. I've gotten some really great feedback from you guys, and I really appreciate it. We have beat 1,000 downloads, and I'm so grateful for it. Um, and a couple weeks ago when I did my story of becoming a life coach, that one was really impactful for several of you all. I had lots of people reach out to me saying that they enjoyed the, that story. They enjoyed learning a little bit more about me. And so we're going to do that a little bit more today, but with a different take. So this podcast is called Believe Like a Boss. The whole perspective of it, I loved, I listened to my intro again before I started recording, is that spiritual alignment, expanding the possibility of your life. And last week, I think it was last week, we talked about self-awareness, really starting to dive into self-awareness, what that looks like, how to become more self-aware of ourselves and what that means. So I just, just got back. I went for a walk with a friend of mine around here in Denver, Colorado. We have what's called Sloan's Lake. It's this gorgeous lake. It's huge. It takes about an hour to walk around the whole thing, hour and a half, depending on what your pace is. Um, But you can see Denver, the skyline of Denver is this beautiful lake. It's gorgeous out. I love this time of the year because fall is just so beautiful. The trees are changing colors. We went to look at the leaves last weekend. The weather, I will say I get a little cranky with the weather because you get an 80 degree day and then you get a 50 degree day. So the fall's kind of wonky, but today is one of those days where it's in the 80s. So you start off with like a beanie and a sweatshirt and I had jeans on and tennis shoes and like halfway through our walk, I took off my beanie and my sweatshirt and I'm in a tank top and jeans and tennis shoes. So it's a little wonky this time of year, but it was gorgeous. And as she and I were walking around the lake, I'm just so grateful. I'm in this phase of life where I'm cultivating friendships just so differently than I have ever before, where I'm really letting down my walls and this is not to say I've never done this before but I've done this with my friends since you know seventh grade and high school those friends that I have that just know me who saw me grow up and now as I'm creating this new wave of adult friendships in this time in my life Tyler and I are about to get married we're talking about having a family and building my business I'm creating different friendships in this phase, friendships that are based on true, authentic connection. I think first and foremost, the friends that I'm having right now are really connecting to each other authentically and then creating friendships in which I can just be like, hey, yeah, I've been anxious or yeah, I've been feeling kind of depressed, honestly, lately or symptoms of depression. And I can talk honestly about this. And it's not to say that this is the focus of those conversations, but it's a friendship in which I can say that when I do feel that way. On the days where I'm feeling great and Tyler and I are doing awesome, great, I can celebrate that. But if Tyler and I had a a disagreement, those are the friendships in which I can just be like, yeah, I had a rough week with him this week. This is what we're working on in our relationship. And I don't have to worry about judgment. I don't have to worry about that person making it mean anything about me. I can just show up fully in that relationship. So as we're walking around the lake today, what we talked about what came up for me a lot was the self-awareness piece towards striving. And so 
where I've been is looking at my life and noticing where I'm striving and noticing where it's coming from. And there's a lot to unpack here, but I'm just going to tell you guys about my own childhood, what I've noticed about my own childhood, and this is the discussion that she and I had today, what I've noticed in my own childhood and how that's shown up for me as an adult, and specifically in the area of striving. So when I think back to my childhood, and what I want you to do as I'm talking throughout this podcast, reflect on your own childhood, see what comes up for you, because a lot of what can happen and what I work on with my clients is that there's these things, these messages that we've downloaded in our brains that turn up in our adulthood as limiting beliefs. So again, coming back to my story, my childhood growing up, I was raised in my remembrance of my childhood was that you can be a doctor, an engineer, a lawyer were basically the things I was given. My dad was an engineer. My mom was a stay at home mom. And my dad was very adamant about my sister and I being into science and technology, math, all of that. It was very much promoted in our household. And I'm really grateful for that, that my parents weren't like, oh, you're a girl, so you should be a teacher, right? Not to say that there's anything wrong with any woman who's a teacher. I'm a teacher, right? I still work with kids. I love it. But it was that you have to be one of these three things, doctor, lawyer, engineer, in order to be successful. That was the message that I was given in my household. And it wasn't that everything else means you're unsuccessful. That's what I told myself. That was not what my parents were telling me. It was just that they had learned that those were career paths in which you could you know, check the boxes and get success. Go to school for engineering. Go to school for to do the doctor, the medical track, right? There is a set of check boxes to getting to being an engineer, being a doctor, being a lawyer. That path has been mapped out. And so if you want to be successful in that, what also check in with what success was taught to you as as a child. What did that mean in your household? In my household, success meant making good money and having a well-paying job. That was the message that I received. And so when I'm talking to my friend today, I told her that what comes up for me is that there's this duality for me and that on the one hand, I'm very grateful as a child. I knew very early on, I am not a doctor, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not an engineer. I knew that for myself. I knew that those weren't the paths for me. I didn't have anything against them. It was just like when it came to being a lawyer, very basic things. I am not a test taker. I do not want to spend my life reading law or draw whatever lawyers have to read. No offense to any lawyers out there. Uh, We need you. Thank you for doing what you do. I was just not that person. So I crossed that one out. Doctor. I don't like blood. I get woozy when I get a bloody nose. True story. So that was not going to be my path either. (laughs) So I was like, all right. So lawyer is out. I'm not doing all that reading. Doctor is out. I don't even like blood. I can't. (laughs) I can't do that. I can't. And then engineers, I hated math. I hated math as a subject in school. I was drawn towards language arts. I loved telling stories. I loved writing. I loved all of my writing assignments. I excelled in my language arts class. And I even did well in history, even though I didn't enjoy history itself. There's a lot of writing that's involved in history. So I was really good at that as well. So I knew that. I had taken inventory of my own skills as a child and said, no, no, mom and dad. I am not going to be any of these things because I'm just not naturally skilled in these areas and I'm not naturally drawn towards them. The duality of that, though, so on the one hand, I had the, the chutzpah, we'll say, to walk away from what my parents had told me. A lot of people don't, so notice if this is true for you. I've talked to many women who have 
stepped into careers, who have followed all of the check boxes, that have done all of the things for their parents or their community that resemble what they were taught as success. And then they arrive there, they check all of the boxes, they become the doctor, lawyer, engineer. And there are other professions in which people do this. This is not to say those are the only three. But they do all of those things. They go down the path and then they arrive there and they're like, yeah, I'm glad that I made my parents happy, but I'm kind of miserable or I, they're like this doesn't feel right or something still feels like it's missing. This doesn't vibrate the way that I thought it would. I don't feel as aligned as I thought I would. So I'm really grateful for myself as a child knowing, no, that's not going to fulfill me. But what I did is I created this sort of bargain And I decided, okay, cool, I'm not going to do this path that my parents have for me because I'm not called to do that, and I know that. I'm called to be creative. I don't know what that looks like, but I know that I'm called to be creative, and I know that I'm called to be a leader and stand in front of an audience. That's just something that I've always known in my soul. And so my bargain that I made was that, okay, cool, I will do me. I will listen to my own calling, which is something creative, but the way that I have to do it is that I have to be successful, meaning for me, I have to make a lot of money in that area. Otherwise, like I, I'm not going to ever make my parents happy. It will out. For me, I needed to prove to them that you could be successful outside of doctor, lawyer, engineer. And so that became my mission from childhood. So again, as I'm telling the story, check in with yourself. Did that happen to you? Did at any point, did you make a decision like, yeah, I'm not going to do what you say, mom and dad, or yes, I'm going to do what you say. And you are now in your adulthood and like, oh, that's why I'm so unhappy. I'm living somebody else's dream of what they thought would be successful. And again, let's not poo-poo on our parents. They do it from a place of love. My parents did it because they wanted me to be successful as an adult. They wanted me to feel comfortable financially. They wanted me to have a life in which I could make decisions that I wanted to and not have other people make decisions for me. And so they wanted me to be in a place of power. And the the places of power that they had seen growing up from their own experience was doctor, lawyer, engineer, right? And so my dad went down that path. My dad was a leader in the military. He was um, an engineer in the military, was a commander, And so, yes, it makes logical sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I don't have anything against my parents, but now how it shows up in my adulthood is this striving and this need to perform. Because I didn't choose doctor, lawyer, engineer, I have to constantly show you that being a creative can be a successful pathway, that I can be successful in this area. Let me show you, let me show you, let me show you. So that's how it shows up for me in my adulthood, that my inner child work, I've mentioned this before, I will mention it again, think back to the first seven years of your life. What were the stories that you downloaded? What were the things that you learned that now show up in your adulthood? What were the rules that you downloaded that you still live your life by? That was a rule that I created, right? If I'm going to be a creative person, if I'm going to choose a career in creativity, and some may even argue that being a life coach isn't a creative pathway. They would think like singer, blogger, YouTuber, artist, right, is a creative pathway. I think that entrepreneur is a creative pathway. But that rule that I downloaded at a very young age is if I'm going to be creative, I have to prove to people that I'm successful in this creative area. And so 
how proving shows up for me is this constant hustle. I have to show and show and show. Look at this speaking gig that I'm doing. Look at this podcast I've created. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. You can be creative and successful. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. But what can happen is when I'm operating where my ego is taking over and If you're new to this sort of work, personal development work, when I say ego, I don't mean egotistical, like I think I'm all that in a bag of chips. It's related to that, but when I talk about the ego, it's this place of protection. I have to protect my identity. I have to protect this label. I have to protect I am a successful creative, right? Quote, successful creative. And that's where we have to be careful is that I don't want to operate out of this need to strive and show. This is not my best self. My best self operates out of a place of I am creative because I love to be creative. I am showing up because of the work that I have that's on my heart to give to the world. That I'm here to help. I'm here to serve. I'm not here to prove. So bringing this full circle Some of the things that really helped me, first and foremost, is getting quiet and listening to that part of myself. When I start to notice that striving piece of me, when I start to notice the need to be on Instagram all the time, to post all the time, to make sure people know about all the things that I'm doing, right? I check in with that. Why do I feel like I need to show off right now? Why do I feel like I need to prove right now? And often it just comes back home to that piece of me, that rule that I have to show that I'm successful. I have to prove that you can be successful and creative. Here's the thing. I've already done that. And I, what really helps for me is to be grateful for the life that I've created. So when I can bring it back into a space of gratitude, of noticing, yes, Nandi, you already are successful and creative. The fact that, and I'm so grateful for the friend today, I was like, I've been reflecting. I told her, I was like, I've been reflecting on my gratitude, and that's been really helpful for me of when when I'm a person who strives, Enneagram 3, if you're into Enneagrams, I'm a person who strives. From a child, I was told, doctor, lawyer, engineer, I chose a different path, and because I chose a different path, the story in my brain is I have to prove to people all of the time so that I, I can feel safe being a creative. Check in with that breathe into it. I do very simple things like I tell myself I'm safe. But the friend today, she was like, hey, you know, you don't even have to list all of the things that you've done. You started a podcast, period. Stop there. Take inventory of what the work that you've done. Celebrate the work that you've done already because my striving brain won't take inventory of the stuff that I've done and will just go to the next thing. It will create the podcast. It will create the following. It will celebrate for two hot seconds that we got to 1,000 downloads and then be on to the next thing. How do I make my $10,000 now? How do I do this now? How do I create this amount of clients now? So, Just speaking from a person who can get really caught up in the striving, get really caught up in the proving, bringing it back home looks like, what have I done? What have I created? And then sitting in that space and thanking myself for showing up, thanking God and the universe for supporting me to this place, because that can happen too, right? I get to a place where I'm, I'm asking for all these things. I'm trying to manifest all these things. I'm trying to co-create all of these things with the universe. A thriving business, a thriving podcast, a thriving relationship, a thriving home life. And I create parts of that and I don't stop 
to recognize what I've created. I didn't stop when we bought this house to recognize I've wanted to buy a house basically my whole life, right? You think of all these things we've wanted to do our whole lives from childhood, buying a house, meeting and finding and falling in love with a loving partner who loves you too, creating a business with clients who I adore. Oh my gosh, the clients I have are amazing. I wanted all of these things. These were the indicators of success for me. I got to them and then I forgot to say thank you. But I kept moving forward and striving and striving and striving. And then I found myself in this place of why am I so freaking unhappy? Why am I so frustrated? Why am I so like feeling stuck and angry? Anger showed up for me. And when I got quiet, And I started to stop the striving and start to look in and ask myself, how do I feel and why do I feel this way? Anger showed up for me. Frustration showed up for me. Resentment and impatience showed up for me. And when I asked those feelings, why they were there, what they were there to teach me, why they may have arrived, they guided me towards my inner child, towards like you're striving and you're trying to prove and you're right? And we're trying to get to this place and we're upset with ourselves for not being there already. And at the same time, I hadn't taken inventory and been grateful for everything I'd been, I'd created. So I was in this cognitive dissonance where I was holding this idea of look at everything you've created. And I was holding, look at how far we have to go. So notice if that's coming up for you. The striving, what comes up for me is look at how far we have to go. But when I say bring it home, look at what we've created. Look at what we've done so far. Couldn't we say then that of course we're going to create everything else that's on our get-to-do list, our to-do list, our vision board. We We are going to get to that stuff. We've created everything that we wanted to thus far. Let's take a second to say thank you for everything that I've created. Let's take a second to take inventory for everything that I've already done. Let's say thank you to my past self for showing up. This is what I mean when I say bring it back home. Notice if you're in this place of frustration and anger or resentment, ask it what it's trying to teach you. Ask it why it's there. Notice if you're judging yourself for having the feeling in the first place. And look back on your childhood. What rules have you picked up along the way? I picked up the rule that if I didn't pick lawyer, doctor, engineer, I would have to work my ass off to prove that I could be successful in any other field. That is the rule I downloaded and it shows up in my life today. What rules did you download as a child in your first seven years of life? What rules did you inherit from your family, from people around you, from your community, from your school that show up for you in your adulthood? What are those rules? Because there's a chance that those rules are running your life in your subconscious. And this is the work I get to do with my clients. So if you need help in this area, this is what I do. We sit down, we talk, I get to hear your limiting beliefs and what's going on back there. I highly suggest go back and listen to that self-awareness podcast if this is speaking to you, but it feels too big. If you're like, oh my gosh, you threw out inner child work, you threw out talking to your emotions, you threw out way too much for me, go back to the episode 
on self-awareness, I asked some really basic questions about opening up that door to start to understand what's going on for you. Start reading some stuff on mindfulness. When we can get mindful, mindfulness, it, it can be really scary and over overarching. <laughs> you hear mindfulness, it's a really buzzy self-help word right now especially, but all it is is becoming mindful, becoming aware of what is going on in your mind, right? Just slowing down enough to not react to the anger in your body, but see what's going on with the anger in your body, getting curious about the anger or the resentment or the frustration or the proving that comes up in your body, right? And it's not even going to come up as proving. It will come up as I am frustrated right now. And often what will happen is we get frustrated that triggers us. We feel like we need to get rid of the anger and we go to do something like numbing or buffering instead of dealing with the problem, right? So instead of getting frustrated and running away from your emotions this week, my friends, if you feel sad, frustrated, angry, get curious about why it's there. When I got curious about it, I was like, why am I angry, right? Why am I angry? Because I feel like I should be further ahead. What is further ahead, right? And then you get to go down that pathway and see what's going on in your brain. And that alleviates that stress versus ignoring it and trying to get away from it. I know that it feels better to try and get away from it, but the way that we quote, get away from it is by moving through it, by dissolving it, by facing it, not by running away from it, by hiding away from it. That increases its power. I want to increase your power. And we increase your power by getting curious about the things that are going on within us, not running away from it. So this week, my friends, please, Please slow down. If you feel angry, frustrated, nervous, annoyed, anxious, get curious about it. Sit with it. Don't judge it. Send it love. Send it so much love. I send you so much love this week. You are doing great. You're doing so great. You're doing the best you can. Give that to yourself. Give yourself some grace. I'm doing the best I can. And if you're not, figure out what it is for you that does resemble doing the best you can. Take the pressure off. Have some fun this week. See how you can expand your joy. Focus on that. Focus on expanding your joy. Focus on expanding your good feelings. What feels good today? Spend some time there. Don't run away from the stuff that doesn't feel good though. And if you want some help ever sorting through that, come and join us in Queen and Spirit. We're jumping into I Am Home in the month of October, which I'm so excited about. Just bringing it all home. If you're listening to this, like, I don't know, a month from now, two months from now, and you're like, oh, I missed it. All of our classes get recorded so you can jump in come December when we're jumping into manifestation and law of attraction in December, which I'm really excited about. But then go back and watch those videos that we're doing on I Am Home back here in October. So come and join us in Queen and Spirit. It's my monthly coaching membership where you get just poured into by myself. I have guest coaches. It's a community. It's networking, all of the above. And if you want private coaching, always reach out to me if that's something you're interested in. As always, I send you so much love. Listen, listen, listen to all of your feelings. They are guides, my friends. Take care of yourself. You're doing so well. I'll see you next week. Hi, friend. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, I would love if you would like, share, subscribe, share this with your friends, your family, your girlfriends. I would love for you to come and join me in Queen and Spirit. If you're interested in one-on-one coaching or just curious about learning more, head over to nandicamille.com.